you are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Braves, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, found where all of your favorite podcasts may be located, Google Podcasts, which we are on Spotify and TuneIn now. Thank you guys very much. I got that sorted out the other day. Also on the Apple Podcast Store, so you can find us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, a, a, a few other of the online podcast websites and on the new Himalaya app, which I highly suggest you download and give us a follow on there. Himalaya is a newer podcasting app that makes finding your favorite podcast super easy. Plus they're a partner of the locked on network. So do me a favor and give us a follow on Himalaya. Also, if you just like to tell your smart device, Hey, play me locked on Braves. Now we should be up and running on there for Locked On Braves. You should be able to find us on any of your smart devices. Just say, hey, play me Locked On Braves. You can subscribe to the show. You can listen to it wherever you are. Locked On Braves has you covered with daily updates for all of your favorite teams, whether that happens to be baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with daily updates Monday through Friday. So big game last night. You guys are you guys probably noticed I didn't end up getting a uh, I didn't end up getting Thursday's show up and running. Uh, I did have the other podcast I had to do, and then the Braves game ended up going fairly late. And by the time I had everything all ship shape and ready, it was already like ten o'clock. So I, I just decided to save it for today. Braves win in extra innings, uh, thirteen innings so as the Braves take three out of four against the Giants. So before we get too much into yesterday's game, I do want to mention uh, Max Fried's game. Braves win that one nine to two. Max Fried looking, he looked great. He didn't look as good as he did his last time out against Milwaukee, but he still looked great. Again, if you can say that two runs is not looking great, then it's a it's a good sign. As uh, Max Fried just for the first four or five innings just seemed to to have everything working. He, he got into the sixth inning and all of a sudden it looked like he lost a little bit of steam. He, his pitch count started coming up, and they were being. Giants hitters, to give them some credit, they were being really patient with Max uh, and in running his pitch count up. Didn't look like he had the full range of his curveball early in the outing, but by the end of it was putting folks away. Sixth inning, he had a couple walks, which which kind of tarnished the line just a little bit. But all in all, another really strong outing from Freed as he is solidifying himself as one of the best pitchers in the National League. That win gives him seven for the year, which is the league leader for the NL, and his ERA, I believe, is at 2.83, if I'm not mistaken, 2.88 or 2.83, which is good for top 10 in the NL as well. And what has just been a a fantastic season for Freed all around. We keep talking, I keep talking about this all the time, uh, and it's just so much fun to watch a guy discover himself and really move into to what he is a 288 ERA I'm sorry um I'm worth about 0.9 F4 already this is a guy that if he keeps this up throughout the entire season you'll see him be worth almost three F4 which will be just absolutely incredible value uh, but the Braves win that game then they go into last night with the chance to beat Madison Bumgarner a guy that a lot of Braves fans are, are wanting to see for their ball club 
uh, hoping that the Braves trade for him. I'm not one of them. I've told you guys that a couple times now, so uh, I'm not going to dig into that detail a little bit more. Uh, but Bumgarner was pretty good. Six innings, six hits, two runs, uh, two walks, and six strikeouts. Kevin Gosman on the bump facing him. Started off really rocky with Kevin Gosman, like he tends to do. It just never looks easy for Gosman. Always seems to be something that's going on with him. Uh, the, there's there's very little no-stress pitches in a Kevin Gosman start. It's a little bit like Julio in that regard. Um, but Kevin Gosman does turn things around, have a, have a good outing. Uh, six innings pitch, four hits, three runs, two walks, and six strikeouts. Uh, as the Braves bullpen after that. Sean Newcomb does finally give up a home run. He gets launched off of, for the most part, the rest of the time. The bullpen did really good going into that. Um, the Braves were down after that home run. Uh, Newcomb gives up the home run in the was it the seventh inning, I believe it was. Yeah, the seventh inning, Sean Newcomb gives up a two-run homer to or gives up a homer to Tyler Austin, uh, which pushes San Francisco's lead to four to two. Then you get into the top of the eighth, and a new hero seems to emerge for the Braves. Uh, you guys could probably guess who I'm going to talk about, but instead of talking about it, why don't you guys just take a listen? One ball, one strike. High fly ball, launch deep left center field. Riley has taken it deep. A long home run for Riley. Stat cast that, baby. Atlanta's got a tie. And there you can hear Chip doing one of his patented one of his patented calls where he seems to dump on something because he doesn't truly understand it. Uh, I'm not sure what he. For a little backstory on this whole Statcast thing, he got uh, he got upset about Statcast not measuring like the projected distance. I guess I don't know. It was it was hard to follow. But more importantly, Austin Riley hits his fifth homer in nine games played. That is the most in franchise history. And when we get into the second segment, because I'm, I'm running out of time here, but when we get into the second segment, I got some numbers on Austin Riley that are truly incredible. Uh, but but just just for what we're talking about right now, Austin Riley has come up and in the span of like a week and a half has become one of the most one of the biggest impact bats in the lineup. Five homers in nine games. He just seems to barrel everything. Uh, everything he hits, he hits incredibly hard and. There, there's no way if he even hits at, at close to this level, there is no way in the world that he does not feature himself in the everyday lineup at some sort of position. It's been, it has been a hell of a ride for Austin Riley. It's been a great ride for the Braves bringing him up. It's just what the Braves needed to spark that offense. And it's come at the perfect time for the Braves. When they lost, when they got swept by L.A., Fans, myself included, started to be a little bit worried because that was a, a hard series to watch them lose and they just didn't look competitive. Well, after that, after beating the Giants three games to three out of the four games, the Braves improved their record to twenty eight to twenty uh, twenty eight and twenty three. And since being swept, the Braves are now ten and four in their last fourteen games. That is an outstanding record, and it doesn't look like it's been on any sort of like lucky run. The things that the Braves are doing right now, they're coming back in games. They're hitting a ton of home runs. They're getting really good pitching. The starters have been outstanding since that moment. Uh, I, I believe the starters ERA as a whole is under three the last seven games or so. Uh, it, it's just been an incredible run for the Atlanta Braves, and I'm hoping it continues as the Braves head to St. Louis 
to face the Cardinals again for three games. When we come back, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into Austin Riley's numbers, and then I'm going to give you my preview of tonight's matchup in St. Louis. So hold on through the break. Remember to subscribe on Himalaya uh, on whatever podcasting site you use. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Braves. Uh, Make sure you leave me a comment or review, whatever it is. Let me know how you're liking the show. When we come back, right here on Locked on Braves. All right, guys, it's time to talk about that thing that no man really wants to talk about. I'm talking about erectile dysfunction. If you're having a little bit of problem in the bedroom, it can be extremely difficult to go talk about it with a doctor. Well, my friends at BlueChew.com have solved that problem. BlueChew is the first chewable pill that has the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you can take it with the confidence necessary to know that it's going to work. And because it's chewable, it works twice as fast as one of these over-the-counter pills, so you don't have to sacrifice the spontaneity to plan around your your sex nights. Guess what, guys? Blue Chew is not just for men with ED. So if you're just another guy that's looking to up your performance a little bit, if you're a guy that's looking to set up for round two, Blue Chew has you covered there. A lot of guys talk the talk. It's time for you to walk the walk. BlueChew.com is the perfect place to go. It's mailed discreetly to your door. It's an online prescription, so no more having to go to that pharmacist and having that awkward conversation where she goes and hands you that pill, and you both know what it is. Neither one of you wants to meet each other in the eye. BlueChew.com has taken care of that with a discreet delivery service. Go to BlueChew.com and use our promo code MLB, and they're going to give you your first shipment for free. All you got to do is pay $5 for the shipping and handling, and they're going to give you that first supply for free. Go to BlueChew.com, use the promo code MLB. Welcome back to Locked On Braves, everybody. Before the break, I told you we were going to dig into Austin Riley's numbers. But before I do that, I think I failed to mention to you guys that with the Braves now being 28 and 23, that leaves them a game and a half back of the Phillies, which could change this series. As the Braves head to St. Louis, a team that they just got done beating up on a little bit, the Phillies are in Milwaukee facing what I believe could be the second best team in the National League. And they really, if they can figure out some things with their starting pitching, then Milwaukee could be a team that actually gives the Dodgers a real run for their money. They can figure out that whole starting pitching. I think you'll see them uh, buying starters at the deadline. But that that matchup is going to be key for the Braves. If Philly... if. Philly and Milwaukee ends up being the way I think it is. The Braves could find themselves in first place within the second game after the second game of this series, which is huge. And if you can take that lead early, the Braves have been on on the type of run where they can really stretch that lead. Is the Braves after St. Louis will play Washington for the first time this year for a short two game set, which is great to get them in this time as Washington is just a punching bag at the moment that would help you build up your lead in the division. But enough about that. I mentioned Austin Riley's two-run homer yesterday. Uh, What I did not mention to you was when you got into the 13th inning, and yes, it went went really long in that game. It went 13 innings, and who should end up playing the hero but Austin Riley? The 0-2 pitch from Moranta is served to right field. It's a base hit. It's down. Here comes Dansby. Riley comes through, and Atlanta leads it 5-4 on an 0-2 pitch. What a week plus. Are you kidding? It's, it's you, you couldn't write the storyline any better. What Austin Riley has done in this first 10 games has, has been more than anybody has had any right to expect from him. He's a guy that I, I've previously thought um, the past in past years that he would struggle. 
catching up to higher velocity pitches. He had a, a, a little bit of a slower swing. He's done some tweaks in order to get around on fastballs quicker. And that has, as you guys can see, has paid just gigantic dividends. He is on everything. And if you take a look at his numbers, a lot of these numbers aren't going to last because it's only nine games into his career, obviously. But these are some gargantuan numbers. I told you he's the first player in franchise history with five homers in his first nine games. That's a franchise that includes Chipper Jones and Hank Aaron. Uh, so that that's fairly prestigious on its own. His average exit velocity is 95 miles an hour. 95 mile an hour exit velocity, that's what is considered hard contact. That, that's the cutoff for hard contact on fan graphs. He is averaging a barrel every time he hits the ball. He's already at 0.7 F war. To put that in perspective, at 0.7 F war already in nine games, you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about huge levels right now. 0.7 in nine games is absolutely absurd. He's on a pace to catch Bryce Harper by like the next three weeks. And Bryce Harper's at one and a half. I know a lot of people are disappointed in how his season's gone, but he's actually not, uh, as, as far as his value being provided, not that bad. But at .7 this early, you start wondering what you could actually see from Austin Riley. You start thinking about rookie of the year. Uh, it's going to be tough he, since he did miss a month, and Pete Alonzo is doing some pretty incredible things himself with the Mets. But you look at StatCast, 25% of his hits are barrels. That's ridiculous. The Major League average is like four. It's insane just how how hard he's hitting the ball right now. Uh, now, that is reflected in some of his other numbers. He uh, if, if you're looking for numbers that, that tell you that some uh, negative regression is coming, he's got a 474 BABIP, which uh, that's, that's unsustainable by like 120 points at least. Uh, that will come down. He's only got a 2.6% walk rate, which right now, not hurting him because everything he touches is absolutely mashed. He does have a 31.6% K rate. That is the thing that a, that a lot of people had uh, questions with Riley about, was how much he, would he strike out. I'm not worried about that if he continues to hit the ball as hard as he does. If he hits the ball as hard as he does, that, 30, that 31.5%, not that big a deal especially in today's game, um, you just have to make up for it with the type of contact that you're getting. And right now, his hard contact percentage is one of the most insane I've ever seen. His hard contact is 58.3%. That is absolutely ridiculous. Now, it's going to go down. Obviously, you're not going to mash the ball every two out of three times that you touch it. But to, to, to have a guy come up straight up from AAA, and I know AAA is using the major league ball, so he's used to the ball that's being thrown, but to just come up and go straight to facing big league pitching and perform to perform as well as you were performing at AAA or maybe even a touch more impactful is absolutely – it's insane. He's got 20 homers this year between, uh, between AAA and uh, the big leagues. He's got 19 of them. Or he's got, I'm sorry, he has 18 of them in the month of May. Got a little bit ahead of myself. So if he gets one tonight, it'll be 19. But he's got 18 homers in the month of May. That is so patently absurd. Now, obviously, he's not going to hit 20 home runs every month. I, I fully understand that. But you start looking at, at where you're at right now, and with him having five already in two weeks, even if he's going to cool down. Let, let's say he cools down and... Let's say he's a five or six home run a month guy. You're talking about June, July, August, and September. You're talking about four more months. You're talking about that would be 25 home runs. And there's going to be months where he has more of those. When Austin Riley goes on these binges, he hits home runs in bunches. So 
it's not out of the realm of possibility to see Austin Riley get 25 to 30 home runs this year. Dale Murphy believes he's going to be a 30 to 40 perennial home run guy. Chipper Jones believes he's a 40 home run type of guy. Everybody who's watched this kid hit and watched this kid connect thinks he's a 40 home run guy. Uh, Chipper Jones compares him to Troy Gloss. Uh, My friend Andy Harris is the first one who had that comparison that I heard. Uh, Made me very jealous that I didn't think of it, but it is a perfect comparison. And if the Braves get that out of Austin Riley to go along with Acuna and Albies and Mike Soroka and Max Fried and Christian Pache next year and Drew Waters... This is going to be the most exciting team in all of baseball to watch. So I told you they're playing the they're playing St. Louis tonight. Game will start at eight fifteen on Fox Sports Southeast, I believe. It'll be Mike Fultonevich going against Miles Michaelis for St. Louis, who has not had a great year. Uh, but Michaelis is a very strong pitcher. He's a very good pitcher. So. Uh, it will turn around for him at some point, I'm sure. He's got an ERA of like four and a half right now. Uh, Fulty coming off of a great start his last time out. Got a little bit dizzy, so he didn't come out for the seventh, but I don't really care. He got to end it on what was a very high note for him. So coming out against the team that he was a huge fan of when he was growing up. We'll see how he performs against them tonight. But 8-15, the Braves looking to start things off on the right foot in St. Louis as they take on the St. Louis Cardinals and Miles Michaelis. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to iTunes, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, or the Himalaya app, wherever it is that you like to listen to your podcast. Subscribe to the show so you can be kept up to date with every show when it comes out. Thank you guys so much. I will catch you again on Monday. Remember, tomorrow is Saturday. No shows over the weekend unless something crazy happens. Uh, but I, if, barring anything insane, I will catch you guys on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your happy Memorial Day. And enjoy it with us right here on Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves.